I didn't have any internal joy in fulfillment. And um, I had what I call the four horsemen of the apocalypse all come and visit me at the same time. And that's uh, I was going through a divorce. I had a business partner assault me. Um, alcohol and hard drugs all were uh, all sort of uh, made my life come to a, a, an apex. And you know, I said, "Look, I don't understand. I'm you know, I'm, I'm achieving. I'm setting out to do what I want to do, but I must be trying to achieve the wrong things." Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. Here we go. Today, I have the great honor of interviewing R. Michael Anderson, founder of Executive Joy. I'm not going to... Uh, belabor the setup too much. We'll go into that. I think you're going to enjoy enjoy this thoroughly. This is about happiness and joy, and Michael really gets into and and shares his own uh, personal story, which is very enlightening. And I keep having this theme, so I want to remind you because I think it's an encouraging theme. The people that come up with solutions or develop a particular strength have often, not too long prior, had that as a weakness. So, for instance, all you got to do is Google somebody like T. Harv, H-A-R-V, Ecker, E-K-E-R, and you'll find here he is. He's an expert on wealth. And he'll spend more time talking to you about how he was broke and the lessons he learned. There are speed readers who couldn't read. And the point is people who take a weakness and turn it into a strength. I think that's a great theme. It's an ongoing theme. I know we're going to hear it continually with our guests and in many ways, uh, Michael's story has a lot to do with overcoming some early personal challenges. So with that, let's get it on. All right, Habits to Goals podcast listeners. This is Martin Grunberg here, and we are kicking this episode off with none other than R. Michael Anderson, best-selling author a dear friend and the founder of Executive Joy Institute. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm doing awesome. I'm doing awesome, Martin. <laughs> you sound awesome. <laughs> I'm ready to do it. I'm All ready right. for the habit factor. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about you and your great work. Um, so Michael's background, as I mentioned in the open, he, if there is such a thing, is a master student and teacher in a topic that I think is going to thrill, um, certainly interest everybody who's listening, and it is happiness and joy. So before we really get into the meat of that, I have the quote-unquote habit of kicking things off with the GTR, 
Do you know what the GTR is, Michael? Good Things Review. Yeah, close. Good Things Report. So I'm going to let you start off. You basically give me something that happened that's terrific either today, this week, personal, professional. Give me something. Well, I'm, uh, I'm going to do something in honor of you, Martin, because I know you're, you're very, if the listeners don't know, Martin just has a big heart and he's very active in big brothers and big sisters. Um, what a guy. Thank you. And he's actually well known around the region for his involvement. And um, I have, I guess, my, my version of that, I have an uh, orphan that I sponsor in Ensenada, Mexico. Oh, my goodness. And um, I met her two years ago. She's been through some trouble, and um, my mom met her when I first met her. In the meantime, this girl's had some ups and downs, and my mother, she's fine now, but she went through breast cancer, and I was able to bring my mother out to see the girl in Ensenada. Her name is Brisa. I was able to bring my mother, because Brisa has no family, so me and my mom were uh, were attended Brisa's graduation as her adopted family, so it was, uh, it was a really beautiful thing. That for- is a beautiful thing. I like I. I think uh, I could cry. Wow, that's heavy, man. Woo! Yeah. And uh, I bet your mom was just thrilled, huh? It was so good for everybody. It was just, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of time the word love fest is thrown around, but this <laughs> really was. That truly was a love fest. Yeah. Wow. And her name is Brisa, and how old is she? She's uh, just turned 20, so just turned 20. Wow. And uh, so is she going to, does that mean she's, she's kind of out of college at this point? What is, what is she going to do? Well, that was high school. So it took her a little longer. Yeah, got she, it. She okay. That's things. what I thought. Uh, maybe. Okay. And I said, you know, I told her, all right, now I said, that was the easy one. Now the college is the hard one. University is a hard one. She's like, no, she's like, that was the hard one. She said, <laughs> so onwards and upwards. Wow. Well, I, I think in a lot of ways she's probably right because she and 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 hopefully I don't have to apologize to the listener, but but I want to belabor this a little. I I think developing those study habits and figuring out laying the foundation now going into a university, I I think it will be easier for her, and and she also has that sense of accomplishment. So I don't know what to say, Michael. I know you you've got a heart of gold, but that's incredible. So. Props to you. My GTR, I'll make it quick. Um, Very close to the pressure paradox being released. At this this point, I I like to say it's a matter of weeks, but but I don't mean like 50 weeks. I think I'm going to go six or eight weeks before people are holding it. Uh, Those people could be me, but that's where where we're going at this point. So – um, anyways, I'm thrilled because the two fit very well together. The habit factor, the pressure paradox, how our environment helps to shape and forge our behavior. So back to you, Mr. Anderson. Um, give us a couple sentences about, you know, kind of what you're doing today, uh, what kind of work you're doing with the uh, Executive Joy Institute. Yeah, so, you know, I – you know what our mission is we help we teach competitive driven people how to lead happier lives um, okay. I find that as leaders so often we give so much to other people 
yet we often have uh, we often have such chaotic inner lives. So I do that primarily by uh, keynote speaking. I'm the guy when you when you have a conference, whether it's a customer conference or an association in front of hundreds or thousands of people, I'm the guy who gives that that motivational, inspirational, happy keynote that also teaches a good skills and tools that you can use. Um, I have some online courses. I do executive retreats. I do a little one-on-one work. I'm really, people ask me, am I a coach? Not really a coach. Um, but I do some group work. I do do some group work. I'm a best-selling author as well as Martin, similar to Martin. And, uh, and then I'm an entrepreneur.com contributor. So I'm really out there just to get my, my message out and to, to help leaders lead happier lives any way I can. Yeah. You know, I love that post. Um, just to divert slightly about <laughs> you, because you actually wrote a post about being rejected from entrepreneur.com and then being accepted, right? Elaborate on that a little, because I think there's a, a bit of grit in that story that everybody can learn from. Sure, sure. And, and that's the thing, Martin. I was, and as I'm telling the story, I'm, I'm, a train's going to go by, you know. I'm, okay. I'm pretty poor, so I do just live right by the train tracks. I love you know? that. So. Every so often, one of these guys go by. But anyway, um, so I, you know, I, I submitted to Entrepreneur.com, and I really, and the guy said, um, the guy said no, and he told me what I did wrong. And for you know, for a couple of days, actually, I got down on myself. I'm like, oh my god, do they they not appreciate me? I got such a good message, and this and that. And then I thought, you know, this guy, he's an editor, and he has. You know, he, he's been doing this for years and years. And I went back and I reread his email, and he actually had really, really good points. Got it. Uh, because I was writing, I was writing the, the the article like I was a blog, my own blog, and that's not what it's it's a different format. Um, so I, you know, I, I reread it, and then I really went back and I rewrote the the my submission article, um, and and did it back to him and I said, you know, I'm going to be persistent and I'm going to take, instead of me knowing it all, I'm going to actually take feedback from, from the expert and that's what I did and I resubmitted it and, and it was uh, accepted. So, you know, it was one of those things, Martin, where I could have went into victimhood and talked about how he didn't appreciate me or, or got down on myself and how I thought I didn't have the talent, which I've done that before in my life, but it never serves me. And instead I said, you know what, I'm going to take this as a learning opportunity and uh, I'm going to up my game. I'm going to listen to what the expert have to say and I did it and it's been really rewarding on a lot of levels. That is, uh, and it's still going to be rewarding because we're going <laughs> to share this. This is so great because um, at least a couple things happen that I'm, I'm recognizing. Like one is you get rejected and then you go into this, oh shit, why me? Um, and but then you challenged your um, assumption, and you went back and reread it to try and get clear on what what the feedback was. Mm. And and so I think the first thing is challenging your assumption, and then you gave the guy credit for being the expert, and. You took that entirely to heart. I, I think that is absolutely relate to this because it's so easy to go into that, I guess, negative frame of mind where you think, not you, you, any of us think that what the story we're hearing is the story when there's really probably a thousand different versions. So 
you checked yourself, you went back, you reread it. Did you talk to anybody? Did anybody encourage you uh, when you were discouraged? Um, no. Okay. No. I was just I, curious. I this one, but I, I read a book called Mindset by Carol Dweck, uh-huh. uh, and it's a phenomenal book. And she talks about when we have a decision. It's she's sort of analyzed. She she. It's exactly what I went through here. And, and anytime any of us get in this position where we experience what we may call failure or not, not phenomenal success, we have a choice. And she talks about what's your mindset when you have a choice. Is your mindset to go in to be a fixed mindset, which means blame it on other people or, bl- or, or get down on yourself, or take it as a learning um, op- opportunity? And she goes into the psychology behind it. So, um, it was I. I literally applied what she writes about in that book to this situation. Yeah, I think it. Don't know if I was recording it, but but somewhere along the lines, I, I mentioned I thought that was a gritty uh, example of you basically applying that growth mindset. So um, beautiful. Well, so and I know I wanted to keep this tight, and I could I could already feel like I could talk to you for days. So so if we. Let's go back to your story in a synopsis fashion and in, in how you uh, found yourself on this path to, toward awakening and then your schooling. And, and um, if you could share that, that would be fantastic. Sure. And so I joked Martin to say, hey, I know a lot about happiness because I've experienced a lot of unhappiness before that. So well, well, um, two sides to, you know, the same coin. So great. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I um, I found myself the short stories. I found myself successful, but not happy. So I was a good achiever and I was, you know, I founded three international software companies. I played semi-professional basketball. I mean, I used to party at the Playboy Mansion, but I didn't have any internal joy and fulfillment. And um, I had what I call the four horsemen of the apocalypse all come and visit me at the same time. And that's uh, I was going through a divorce. I had a business partner assault me. Um, alcohol and hard drugs all were uh, all sort of uh, made my life come to a, a, an apex. And, you know, I said, look, I don't understand. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm achieving. I'm setting out to do what I want to do, but I must be trying to achieve the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And then I, I ended up earning a master's degree in spiritual psychology. And um, it was just so transformational for me that I, and I saw so many of my other business owner friends and competitive driven friends going through the same thing that I sold off. I've been selling off my software companies and, um, and just helping people go through the same transformation. I've helped me through the, the challenge. Like what was it where you said something's got to change? Well, it was uh, yeah. It was the the evening that uh, early in that day, my I I had a business. I had a, I had a fairly well known San Diego company, mm-hmm. and um, I had a business partner, and he literally assaulted me. He hit me in the middle of our office um, that night after I filed a restraining order, started to get the lawsuit, all these different things. Mm. I remember I'm sitting on my couch in my condo, and um, you know, I'll be honest, Martin. I was gonna, I was rolling a joint. I had the Johnny Walker pour, and I was gonna do some cocaine. Oh which my is, goodness! And <laughs> wow! And what year? What year was this? Uh, it was probably um, two thousand seven. Wow! And uh, oh my god! 
Yeah, but you know that's how I used to deal with problems. So, and then I said, uh, you know, this is um, what is going on with my life? Because again, you know, I'm setting these goals, I'm hitting these goals. I was a, you know, I was a party fun guy. I was making all this money, you know, all these different things. I had stature. It was, it looked so good on the outside, but I was so empty inside. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I thought I started to get like sad. Like, am I broken? And, uh, you know, what's wrong with me? And I thought I got angry. I thought I got angry at God and I wasn't even sure I believed in a God. And, um, so, and this is all that evening. And then that in a reflective period, and then I said, you know what? I made two choices. We talked about choices. I made two life changing choices. Then Martin, um, first of all, instead of self-medicating myself, I went for a run. I went for a jog. Um, and the second thing I did is, I told myself I'm going to do whatever it takes to get happy because, um, you know, I saw other people were happy, so I figured there must be a way. And this, for me, the master's in spiritual psychology um, really did it for me. It was, I didn't have any emotional intelligence or spirituality in my life. And I, when I say spiritual psychology, there's no religion. It's a very general sure. view of spirituality. We're all connected. It's, it's sort of the psychology of love and compassion. How, how and, did you run across that? course how did that come into your life because it it seems like sometimes what we need somehow comes across our radar right so i'm just curious was that a mutual friend how did you run across usm it did and and uh for listeners that don't know martin and i met through an entrepreneur group here locally because we're both business owners and uh, uh ron harrell introduced it to me oh good ronald That's- Yes, he's he's a what a great guy. He he brings a lot of light to a lot of people, and um, I just saw how loving and compassionate he was, and I'm like, hey, I want some of that. So I, I jumped great. on that. So, yeah, lesson to us all. You know, a lot of times we can just look around, and and there are signs everywhere. There are. If, if we just we're just yeah, yes. if we're just looking and being open to them. Uh, all right. Well, I got a few questions for you. So, as you study at USM, I, I want to what, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but but I, I, as you know it, what? How do you define happiness? Well, you know, we can um, if we play with it a little bit. And you know, I use I use happiness and joy interchangeably. Okay. Um, but well, that, thre- we, that ruins my next question because. I, okay. I wanted to know the difference at some point, and I wanted both definitions. So, uh, well, well, no, go no, on. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the definition. Okay. So, just just so I, I eliminate confusion, I may use joy and happiness interchangeably, but to be more technical, to me, happiness comes from external circumstances, okay. uh, and joy is created internally. So, with that, to give you an example, um, if I if I uh, if somebody gives me a million dollars, I'm going to be happy, right? It's that's okay. It's okay to be happy when you get something from an external circumstance, but they've done studies that show anything external is very short lived. The absolute most it'll last is three months, actually, uh, and it being happy or sad from an external circumstance. So mm-hmm. even if you, you somebody gives you a million dollars, the most that that's going to positively affect your well being is for three months. And then you go back to where you were. Um, normally, it's you know 
hours, days, seconds, minutes, whatever it is. If you're, you know, you get a compliment or, you know, you get a, a smile from somebody or whatever it is. And again, those are okay. It, it's great to get, it's great to get that positive reinforcement externally. But on the other hand, joy is internal. And so, for example, if I create a business, if I start a business, business from scratch that gives me a million dollars of personal income, I have pride in that business and pride what that business has done. But now that's joy. So knowing one's external and one's internal, are there tips to facilitating, let's forget about happiness then, as, and, and again, not that it's bad, it's great, but it's ephemeral, and sometimes it's beyond our control. Um, and I, in your definition anyways, my preference would be joy because then the responsibility is on whom, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So, so if it's joy that we're looking at, what, what tips are there? You know, everybody from the listener, you know, <laughs> there's, or you look at these blog posts and everything's a listicle. So, so what are the, what are the top three <laughs> tips or top five tips for joy? What can we be doing to incorporate in our life, um, that maybe we don't know? Absolutely, and I'll tell you because I'm on this podcast, we'll put it in, we'll put it in terms of habits. Okay, <laughs> beautiful. I think. Well, you know me. I yeah. I think if it's going to work, it has to be a habit. So great. Yes, <clears throat> and I think it's it's funny, Martin. Uh, you know, it's funny. Like psychology is all about creating new habits, and you know they they just look in different um, different shapes and sizes, but very often. You know, whatever is happening to us, if we have patterns in there, that's almost like a habit that our brain is working on. So, to I, I have a thing called the complete journal that the listen any listener who's on can you can do right now, you can do at home, and that's actually creating new habits. And if we just go through this, it's a three part journal. One is called a, the gratitude uh, part of it. A lot of people have done gratitude journals before. But psychologically, the reason that happens is because oftentimes our, our brains are wired to pick out the problems that we run into. And what the, the gratitude, if you do a gratitude journal, and, and I'll explain what it is in a second, but you're retraining the brain to pick out positive things that happen to you throughout the day. So what you want to do is at the end of the day, you just take a blank piece of paper and write down everything that you're thankful for. You know, and, and it, it should be specific and it should be large things as well as small things. So it could be, um, hey, I really, I got a great kiss from my spouse on the way to work. Hey, I took a great hot shower today. Hey, I had, I had my favorite type of eggs today. And what's cool about that is once you start doing that, you're going to be literally the person that can stop and smell the roses because when I am in my gratitude journal groove, um, I'll be like, I'll be like sitting in the car and I'll be like, man, that's the most awesome air conditioning just <laughs> spraying on my face. And out of the billion other times I've never acknowledged it, but sure. now I'm actually bringing, you know, I'm like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm seeing all this cool stuff around me instead of just focusing on the negatives. All right. Just a quick time out. I want to make sure you know about the free habit tracking slash building template that I will send to you right away. All you have to do is text 33444. That is 33444 and simply text the word HABITS. That's right, HABITS, H-A-B-I-T-S, to 33444, and I'll get you your free habit tracking slash 
building template right away. Now let's get back to this amazing interview. Negative stuff. Wow, I love that. And is there a number you're shooting for? I imagine it's kind of like weightlifting, so you start small and then you grow over time? Or Yeah, with this one, it just you just want to spend a couple minutes on it. And okay. what I do is I, I do it at the end of the day and I replay the day. So I go through the day and I try to fix it. And again, it should be specific. You know, I... You know, the the lady I saw at the lunch thing gave me the most wonderful smile. Beautiful. Uh, and, it, you know, big or small, the small things I think are almost more fun right. um, to pick out. So, um, so that's the gratitude part. The second part is I call it the effect. What, what did you positively affect today? And this, the reason I did this is because at one time I was running two software companies that I own and I was working – you know, 10, 12 hour days every day. And I would get home and I would be exhausted. I'm like, I don't even know if I got anything done today. I just, I feel beat up. I don't even get anything done on my to-do list. Um, And then I started doing this, the effect part of this complete journal. Mm -hmm. Um, And I realized when I replayed the day and and, and wrote down everything that I positively affected, I kicked butt. I mean, (laughs) I had so many conversations. I made so many decisions. I got back to so many people. I helped so many customers. I helped so many employees. You know, oftentimes again, we discount all the st- awesome stuff that we do. And I'll tell you, if you have anxiety or you get down on yourself, if you start doing the effect journal, the effect part of this journal, it's going to give you more confidence because you're going to realize how much power you actually have. And you're going to have less anxiety because you're going to realize, hey, why am I worried about that? When look at all the, the stuff that I did yesterday. And what's cool is, is if you have a couple days of these journals that you go back and you looked at all the things that, for example, you affected, it's like, wow, I just, I really made my mark on this world the last five or 10 days. So it's really powerful. It's almost like a mini legacy every day or or what your influence is. Um, Yeah, that's fantastic because it reminds you that you are, you are positively, you know, contributing. um, And sometimes it feels like, you're not getting anywhere. So, and you know, it just, it gives you that momentum. So that's sweet. I like that. That's number two. That is number two. Uh, right. I mean, you're right. How often do we reflect on just how much we're helping other people? And that's, it's, it's the reflection. Yes. Um, the third part is the, uh, is the fortune part of it, the fortune column. And that's, uh, at the end of the day, because I get caught in, I, I, I think that the universe is a scarce place. They call it scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm not going to have enough money. Oh my gosh, my girlfriend's going to leave me. Oh my gosh, this is I'm going to have so much bad luck, blah, 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 blah. Well, again, that's a pattern of scarcity that we have. A pattern awesome. of uh, I was waiting for that. <laughs> I love that. I want to hear that again. Yeah, so again, that's a... Uh, that's a pattern of scarcity that okay. we have, that I have, and a lot of people have. And um, the opposite is abundance because I get scarcity sometimes. I think that the world is against me. But what I do is in the fortune column, the fortune column is normally not as long as the other columns, but I write down all the places that the world has supported me, wow. that I've gotten good luck or good fortune. So it's a little different than gratitude. It's like, hey, I got that VIP parking place. Or, hey, I just was really down and my mom called me at the exact right time. Or, hey, my buddy called me and he had an extra ticket for the Rolling Stones concert or something. Just when, when the universe smiles upon you is what I say. Um, 
And then we, what, what that helped me realize, Martin, is the fact of the world is a giving place. You know, not every single thing that happens in the world supports me, but a heck of a lot of think, good things happen to me that are good rather than bad. And then it really puts me in this. This probably wouldn't qualify. There was a quarter on the seat before I sat down. <laughs> but yeah, I would. And it, but it's little stuff like that that, you know, why not, why not take that and relish that as like a cool little thing that happened today? Sure. Uh, and, and it sounds like all of this, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it's all in a way tied back to what you said earlier, this brain training. Um, it's, it's the old, uh, what is that, the RAS, the reticular activating system? I don't know. You're a lot smarter than me, so uh, I hope you know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what that is, right? No, but I, okay. I, I, I'm not much into the neuro stuff, but I hear okay. it. I, no, I so I think what that is, um, and it, it's this idea that, you know, when you buy a car, let's say you buy a white Porsche, and then everybody has a white Porsche, right? Yeah. Obviously, everybody doesn't have a white Porsche, and you would have never noticed them until you bought the white Porsche, which this is exactly happening with me. Not a white Porsche, but a new car. So <laughs> what what I was getting at, the, the, the tie back here is, is by you see what you focus upon and believe, and, and it just reaffirms what <laughs> you're seeing, and it just kind of goes in the circle. So yeah, it's called reticular, reticular activating system, RAS, <laughs> Wikipedia. Um, so that's great. I love that. That's the three. I think, you know, I, all things being equal, I do not journal consistently, and I've never really... I should probably say never wanted to, never had to. But now that I've heard this for the fourth time in five days, not only am I going to do it, but I'm going to use your system. Right on. Yeah. And and so if I wasn't completing my thought, what it's doing is reinforcing how the patterns, how we see things, and uh, – and then it strengthens that vision, which reaffirms our belief, etc. I think it was Einstein who said, you know, one of the most important decisions you have to make is whether the universe is friend friendly or unfriendly. Have you heard that one? I have. Yeah. I'll, just since we're chatting here, what do you think? Is it friendly or unfriendly? Mine's friendly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that's the answer. There's plenty absolutely plenty evidence to justify either belief mm. somebody could tell me i mean if you saw 60 minutes the other night it was horrible it was they used sarin gas in syria and it was oh it was just tragic thousands of people and hundreds and hundreds upon kids and so in that case you look at that and you're like oh my god that this is an evil horrible world However, two sides of the same coin. Here's Michael down sponsoring an orphan in Mexico, and, and he brings his mother down. And, and um, I'm not saying one offsets the other, but, but it's what you choose, you, reader, listener, choose to focus upon. So um, certainly ample evidence to support either. And journaling, to bring it back home, will help reinforce that positive mindset. So 
Thank you for that, Michael. That is brilliant. Sure, absolutely. And just call, I call it the complete journal because it, it's showing us we have everything that we need right now in our lives to be happy and complete. Wow, that, that's a great name, complete. Journal. And and I have a I have I have a template for it, Martin. With your permission, I'll I'll, I'll give you I'll put a link in the show notes for your your readers uh, and listeners. I would love to do that. I guess it's easier, it's easier to listen to this than read it. But yeah, yeah, no, and, and then we have a blog off the show, and then we can have uh, the complete journal. Great. I am thrilled. So um, I can't believe how, how deep we are into time. A few other things I definitely want to touch on. Is there anything you want to elaborate further upon, happiness or joy and or words like contentment or – any associated thoughts or philosophies, if you will. Oh my gosh, how long do we have? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I just, I just encourage everybody to just have compassion with themselves. Um, oh, you know, the Perfect. spiritual psychology school I went to was very, very deep, and we worked, we practiced everything on ourselves um, that we learned to help others with, and you know the. The key learning, and we didn't, they didn't even introduce this to us toy our year through the two-year program, was it's all about our relationship with ourselves. Yeah. So when we catch ourselves just beating ourselves up, you know, that's a habit that, that is the number one habit I would encourage everybody to look at and to change because, you know, we just – so many of us, I see so many wonderful people just doing so many wonderful things, and then I, I listen to how they talk about themselves mm. – you know, they can't even take a compliment. They don't even own their own power. And it's just right. like, oh, my gosh, just you're such a beautiful person. Just own it. Just own it. Right. Yeah, that that strikes a little too close to home, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on that one myself. Uh, but I'm glad you mentioned that. And, yeah, this is really, really powerful stuff. Um, all right. Let's change gears a little. Any particular goal you are working on today? Ooh, I got a lot of goals I'm working on today. Right. No, I mean, I mean, in the next, you know, six months, year, anything big, super exciting. It could be a show. It could be a speaking engagement. It could be a new book. And and you might say, look, I don't want to talk about it, which is fine too. Uh, the well, my my next book that uh, I'm working publishers. It's called Soul Centered Leadership. Wow. Um, because again, I see I see so many people, and I believe that we all have a natural leader within us, and it's about really leading uh, from the the, the 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 most powerful place we can, and that's you know internally, and that's coming from our soul. Uh, and so I just I've I've got some you know the, I work with a lot of leaders, I've had a lot of leadership myself, and I just really think that this is the the absolute most powerful way to to harness our inner leader that we all have and just to really bring it out to the world. I love it. Well, and your last book was just awesome. It's such a great, quick read. It's got such an important message. Um, And it's called The Experiment, correct? Yes. And I just want to share that with the readers. The Experiment, R. Michael Anderson. (laughs) And by the way, can can I foreshadow a little? Yeah. Dr. Or Michael Anderson. <laughs> Someday, right? Maybe? <laughs> Someday. It's, Someday. It's, it's on the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so that's the big goal. If and I keep I keep prefacing this with I don't want to catch you off guard. Uh, give me three of your best habits. They could be health, 
um, business, personal, whatever. I'm just kind of curious how you would what you would say are your three best habits. That's a great question. I love that question. Um, one is to meditate regularly. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. It's you know that nothing can replace silent meditation. Oh. Um, oh. Second it. is to uh, get places early. Oh. Nothing, nothing bad has ever happened when you arrive somewhere early. <laughs> That's a great quote. Oh, I love that. Nothing uh, bad has ever happened when you got somewhere early. Oh, golly jeepers. Yes, All right. Yes. Excellent. What else? Third, third is to implement a, a email and task management system. Maybe that's – well, the, my habit is sticking with it because when I, I – I follow like a getting things done, David Allen type of thing. Uh-huh. I'll tell you, when I, when I follow that, and most of the time I do, um, I am literally two to three times as productive as when I'm just living off of my inbox and, and, and always have my hair on fire. Right. So, if, you, yeah, well, if the listeners, if you're listening to this and you don't know what I'm talking about, like it by an email and task management system, find out because you, you are not living your potential until you have that dial in. Well, and so let's give them some specific. Is there a system you are using? You said, is, is it GTD or is there a software tool you're using? What are you doing? I, I use Getting Things Done by David Allen. Okay, got it. Um, he's, he's sort of the grandfather of, of all this stuff. I, you know, I've adopted it for myself into Outlook. And, uh, but, um, you know, I, I don't even think it, it, you know, that's a great one to use, but just use one. Learn got one. It. There's been a lot of people that studied this. and uh, if, Perfect. If, yeah. So you don't have to answer this. Worst habit or habit you're working to improve upon? <laughs> oh, man. Worst <laughs> habit that I'm, uh, you know, to consistently eat oh, uh, in a supporting way. So, right. you know, I will, uh, uh, you know, I just sugar the thing that, that creeps up into my diet. And, you know, it's, it's a very <laughs> that, short that pesky happiness. sugar. Right, that's funny. And um, it creeps up into your diet, huh? Yeah, I'll be good for a couple of weeks, and then I'll notice a little more gets in each time, and then I'm like, oh, I got to just quit again. But, um, but you know, I feel so much better. It's such the short term rush, you know, right. sugar, and it's uh, but it it just takes away from my overall energy and, the, and my enjoyment of the overall day. So, so, um, so I probably should have done this on the front end, but. Uh, reader slash listener, let me paint a picture for you. <laughs> Michael Anderson is six nine. <laughs> he is tall. He's not quite Shaq, but he's up, <laughs> he, he's up there. He's not in the Shaqosphere, but he's he's not short. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And I'm thin. I am thin. He doesn't weigh Shaq like I. <laughs> You're probably like Shaq's arm. Well, yeah, uh, he's thin. We don't have to go into weight, but he's he's not Shaq heavy either. Um, all right, well that's good. So better diet habits, and then if we were, if there, is there one website, tech tool, gadget, app, um, something you're using now that you kind of can't live without, and don't say iPhone. <laughs> well, I was gonna say Habit Factor. But yeah, no. there you go. Awesome. I do do use that to get my reminders. If people awesome. haven't used that, it, it's, it's a, it can be a life changer. All right, um, I love it. Wow. The other the other thing is TripIt. Uh, if you're a traveler, there's a thing called TripIt, and uh, I'm a traveler. And you, it 
when you get your your reservations, all you have to do is forward the email to an, uh, a specific email, and then it loads in your calendar, and it gives you all sorts of alerts and things. Wow. And every, everybody who travels that use Tribit, trips, Tripit swears <laughs> by it. I mean, if you travel more than once a month, it, it's it's one of those where you pay for the pro version, and you, you'll understand. It's hard hard to explain until you start using it. But you know, I I love that so much, and you were it was it was almost like. Uh, you're a tech guy, so so I want to ask you for another one. <laughs> Do you have another one? And if you don't, it's cool. I just, I mean, that's a good one. That's great. Well, you know, I tell you, well, I do have another one. It's called Mail Me because okay, see that when I um, when I'm, I'm out and about uh, and I think of something, it, what I do is I email it to myself so I don't have to worry about it. So when I get back to my inbox, I can I can um, it, it's in my inbox. So actually, it's called Memail. I'm on the I'm on the iPhone. It's M E M A I L, and so with just one click, I can just type a message, and it goes to my inbox. So next time I'm, next time I don't have to worry about remembering it until That's I. That's beautiful. Can, can you dictate to that? Uh, you probably can. You know. That's sweet because what I've been doing is is the hack version. I didn't know that existed. So I'll pull up Notepad. I'll use you know Siri dictation and then I'll email it right mm. straight from Notepad. But that's awesome. I love it. Oh, cool. And it's me mail. Me mail. Me mail. <laughs> Not just email. Me mail. <laughs> um, all right, we're we're coming close to the end. This has been brilliant. Uh, favorite book and what it means to you. Whew, a lot of favorite books. I know. Uh, you don't have to. I mean, well, I, uh, loyalty to your soul. It's been. It's by Ron and Mary Holnick, the the teachers of uh, uh, spiritual psychology, University of Santa Monica. Loyalty to your soul. Uh-huh. Uh, it really is a deep, deep book. Beautiful. Um. Well, that's fantastic. Now, before we sign off, is there? I know every once in a while you have like packages or services or another book coming out or something. Is there anything you want to mention, promote? Um, certainly you have the floor to do that, sir. You know, I love that. Thanks for giving me that opportunity, Martin. And I'm just going to invite anybody who's listening to write me a question to my email at michael at executivejoy.com, michael at executivejoy.com. Uh, I will either, if you just want to say hi, I will send you back a, a gift, some sort of downloadable gift. Um, or if you want to ask me any questions, I will answer it personally. I love it. Sweet. Well, uh, you're in many ways a forum mate, so we're going to close with a closing word. Huh. Give me your word. Stoked. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, mine is gratitude. Thank you very much, sir. It has been an honor and a privilege, and you. I want to go back and listen to this because there were some great gems there. So thank you very much, Michael. We will chat soon. All right, amigo. Thank you very. Thanks for the, the opportunity. Take care. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by audible.com there are over 180,000 titles to choose from 
If there's one thing I know, and I think Jim Rohn was the one who said this originally, in five years, the difference in your life will be largely based upon two things, the books you've read and the relationships you have fostered. Doesn't it make sense to take advantage of the downtime, whether you're on the road, on a run, in the gym, kill a couple birds with one stone, get a book going. It's phenomenal. It's I, The more people I turn on to it, the more uh, compliments I get. Not that I've actually done anything. 180,000 titles to choose from. You get one free book a month, 30% off any other book. Again, check it out. Audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals. I'm going to say that again real quick. Audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals. And that is the number two. And of course, when you support our sponsors, you are supporting the show. So thank you again. I am extremely grateful. We'll see you at the next episode.